Hey everyone, welcome to Push Cutter Brews. This is the podcast where we do a review while drinking a cold brew. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And if we sound a little bit different today, it's because we are back to remote recording sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, with the uh, the rising Omicron variant. Am I saying that right? Omicron? I, I kept calling it Omnicron, but I think it's just Omicron. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll go we'll go with that. Omnicron. Yeah. Uh, that variant is still on the rise, so we're just trying mm-hmm. to play safe. And um, so we're going to be going a little bit distant outside the studio for a little bit until mm-hmm. things start to clear up. Yeah, and I, I think some of these episodes we're going to do are probably going to be a little different, kind of a little little similar to last year where it's sort of like what's the new movie that's streaming that we'll you know we'll kind of be addressing and things like that i know we got a sort of like a double episode today almost it feels like right i guess with um don't look up and you know we might review tick tick boom for a little bit too yeah those are the two movies that i think we have all seen in the last like week or so so we figured it'd probably be easier just to talk about them right off the bat yeah, and I don't know about you. I mean, I feel like everything you see on TikTok now is tick, tick, boom stuff. Oh yeah, like the viral trends and everything. Yeah, it seems like that's really been like picking up steam there. But I, you know, I think we got some good stuff to talk about. How's everyone been since we last spoke? I know you know we got together to review Spider Man, and now this week. But how's everyone been? All right, uh, Eagles are in the good. playoffs. That's who would have yeah. thought that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, uh, very surprising. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and not to give it, I mean, everyone's giving High Resman all the credit for this. And I, I mean, hold your horses. He's, he's fixing mistakes that, he's, that didn't have to be made already. So, yeah. So, what are our, do our chances look good? I mean, are we just kind of like the wild card pretty much? Or, I, I, I think realistically, we'll probably be like a one and done. But okay. the fact that we have like January football is just remarkable considering we started the season two and five. How bad we were. Yeah. Right. Looks like most likely we'd play the bu- the Buccaneers. That's what it seems like, yeah. That's like the most likely, yeah. It's almost to their benefit from things I've seen, and maybe it's changed. It looks like it's almost to their benefit to lose the game because if they win, they could go up, possibly go up a seed. And I think if they go up a seed, then it's like they're almost definitely playing the Buccaneers. You're talking about Saturday's game. Yeah, if they win their final game against yeah. the Cowboys on Friday. Well, half their team's got COVID. Season. Half their team's got on the COVID right. list now. So yeah. it might be beneficial to sit everybody. Yeah. I think they I think they are going to sit everyone. I think it's smart, too. They should play Minshew. I, <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you guys I lost my fantasy championship. Yeah, we heard about that. Because of um Antonio fucking Brown. Yeah. Uh. Did we ever get like the uh, the thing with what happened with him? Was it just like a, a mental health thing? Or I what? have no idea. Yeah, things that I've been reading were suggesting that he was because he was hurt the week mm-hmm. leading up to this right. game. Yeah, and things I ever was reading was saying that uh, he didn't think he was ready to go in and play. He wasn't ready, and the coaches were like, "Yeah, you gotta go in and play. Go in and play." And he's like, no, I was like, "All right, then you gotta leave." And then he yeah. pulled that stunt. But yeah. I, I, I kind of find it hard to believe. Mm. He was like yeah. a touchdown and like X amount of yards away from like getting like um, roster incentive bonuses and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't think it was. I think there's something more to it. Yeah, I did read that. I read an article today that was talking about that with. um Yeah, he had like an injury and he was still playing. And yeah. Who knows? That's a shame, though. Yeah, you would have won some uh, a lot of cabbage from that. 
Yeah, so second place got gets their money back, which is a hundred bucks. But I would have won eight hundred. Yeah. On top of the one, so it'd be nine hundred total. Is that your big fantasy thing? Too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the trophy's been robbed of the chance of having the name Handsome Squidward, my fantasy name, on uh-huh. listed on the trophy. What? So what, what's the name that's getting it this year? I can't say it on the air. Okay. <laughs> I got All some right. very foul, inappropriate colleagues that I do my fantasy league with. Our Fair trophy's enough. just riddled with just a bunch of raunchy stuff. Yeah. That's disgusting. Your handsome and Squidward is pretty... Uh pretty tame from i was I trying to bring class back to um the neighborhood <laughs> is anyone from the neighborhood listening you think i will find out if i, if I get we'll shit for out. this <laughs> <laughs> you don't do you do fantasy john no i kind of want to do it though again yeah we did it a couple years ago but we could definitely get it started up again mm-hmm. yeah i think we should i feel like i'm more a little more knowledgeable of it from watching more this year but the post credit yeah. bruise fantasy tournament yeah, should we, do one. We can, we can get something going. I'm sure we got uh we got some good listeners that I'm sure would want to join, you know. Our pal from Ireland, if you're listening. Ireland. Yeah. You just got the draft on like Eastern Standard Time. Our single listener in Ireland, right? <laughs> yes. That's yeah, all. We had yeah. we had two religious ones and then one dropped off a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's strong opinions about our Tom and Jerry review. Yeah, they just couldn't do it. Somebody texted in our group chat the other day. What was it? We don't we don't get give ourselves enough credit for that Tom and Jerry review. We did. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we don't rec out of we, we don't recognize it enough. Yeah. We're yeah. like one of the first ones, I think, to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think we'd be nostal- how you pick up steam. I think we'd be nostalgic credit to it. We must have. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to use a lot of that footage from that movie, I feel, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we reviewed yeah. Nomadland and then we reviewed Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. I mean, we did some weird episodes in the beginning. Not like weird, but like pretty like niche episodes in the beginning, Dave. We did like Doctor Sleep and Ford versus Ferrari, and like oh yeah, through a Game of Thrones episode. And there, which you have the you have the uh, you know the statistics, Dave. But is that still our like highest listened to episode? Honestly, Joker is because it was our first one. Joker? Okay, but we yeah. get um, Game of Thrones is up there. Yeah, and um, what else was the, our big one? Was I'll think of it. It was Game of Thrones. It was Joker, and it was a big one. Like, it was one of the big ones. Like a joke was the Tiger King. Like I'm not. No, no, it was like, Tiger. Okay. No, that was like a 15 minute episode. I was gonna say I feel like we didn't really strike when the iron was hot on that episode, and that was maybe like two weeks after it premiered. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Did anyone watch season two? No, I did not. No, I feel like I, no one talked about it at all. I didn't hear like good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear good things about it. And by that, I mean I didn't hear anyone talking about it. No, I mean it's been like a month, over a month since it's been out. Yeah, I think it seemed like it was like a cash grab. Hmm. Like, I don't know if there was like much of a story to tell. It was just. Yeah. And Carol Baskin was pretty pissed about it. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think she. <clears throat> I've looked into it. I wrote about it for Collider. I don't think that she ever. Like, I don't think obviously she liked how she was depicted in the first season, but I don't think there was ever like a clause for like a second season. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was like what like ticked her off. Yeah. I think it was either the Irishman or a Disney Plus episode. 
Okay. Those were early ones too, right? Yeah. Early Wait, early Once ones. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. The Way Back was the last one we did before COVID. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember we recorded the Way Back, Dave, when uh, I guess we heard – what was it we heard Tom Hanks got COVID or the Sixers were like shutting down? Yeah, the whole NBA shut down and yeah. Tom Hanks both got COVID on the air. Yeah, it's a it's a rough night. <laughs> Honestly, they changed everything. God, that was 2019. Yeah. I know. Now we're 2022, and it just oh yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm sorry, Sometimes that was I feel like yeah. What? Yeah, so I'm sorry, that was 2020. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Is anyone watching anything good on TV or Doctor Death? I'm watching. It's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, Doctor Death. I was like good. that. Yeah. Um, I haven't started uh, Book Ted... of Boba Fett yet. I didn't start I it yet. The first episode. It's good. Yeah, one episode ends. It's good. Yeah. I heard um the theme song slaps. I don't. I'm sure, it's good. It, I can't. I'm trying honestly. to think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. No. No one. I thought stood out really well in Dr. Death, and I don't know if it, it's kind of soured for some people. I thought Alec Baldwin was really good in that. Yeah, he is pretty good and in that. He, yeah. yeah. Man. Looking at it in a different lens now. It's... Yeah, yeah. I, think, I watched that over the summer. <laughs> you think he killed it? Ew, no, David. <laughs> no, he's what he was good in. He was just very, like, late. Usually you see him playing these very, like, angry, sort of boisterous characters. He was very, like, calm and. He's really subdued. Relaxed. Did you see his interview yeah. with um ABC about the whole thing? Yeah, that talk about a man that just looks absolutely just beat the fuck up. Like you could definitely yeah. tell he didn't mean to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's just I, that whole thing is is crazy. Just the more you read into it, and I don't know. Yeah, I've heard the staff like wasn't compensated well or taken yeah. care of well. The set was bad, which is like. Yeah. You kind of have to look towards him because I think he was a producer on that movie. So mm-hmm. it was something something that I read that it was like their staff were put up in a hotel like fifty miles away from the set. Yeah, and like all they wanted was like something closer. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't budge on that. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of issues with like whatever that union was, or um, yeah. So He's was, good in Doctor Death. If you get the chance, when you're done with MacGruber, Dave, jump to uh, Doctor Death on Peacock. Yeah, go ahead, jump on that, that too. MacGruber's yeah. good too. I'm I'm four episodes in, I think now, so maybe like That's halfway down. Yeah. The th- yeah. Just the theme song. Like, uh, the theme speaking of good. which, we're gonna have MacGruber Fest coming up soon. Yeah, that'll be a big deal. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have that when we can have that in person. I don't think that's a that can't be a virtual episode. No. Yeah. I don't know how I mean, we would take a MacGruber shot. Was the, the, the last time we did the MacGruber shots, and then we wound up Ubering to a Rural Farms at three in the morning. So yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Crazy thing, things are gonna happen. Maybe we'll do that again. Who knows? I'm watching like I have um Interstellar in the background while oh, recording, yeah. and um I forgot John Lithgow was in this. Yeah plays his dad right i think yeah yeah dude i yeah. keep just by looking at mckenna he definitely could do a, a good norman osborne and i said it on our couple episodes maybe we'll cast and do you want to cast his son in this movie as a uh, harry too nah no you no timothy oh. chalamet is harry oh oh, oh you, i think his son like, in I thought Interstellar, you, yeah <laughs> no, i think mckenna's like actual son no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah timothy yeah he i think he'd do a good harry yeah 
I think him and Tom Holland would play off each other well. I think. I saw. Um, he was going to be Spider Man. I think. What? I think the other two. I think the other two actors in the running were um, Timothy Chalamet and Asa Butterfield. Yeah. Like either of them, I could see them being Harry. Like I could see them doing that. He was really close to it. I remember. Jimmy yeah. Fallon had um, Sabrina Carpenter on the other night. I was interviewing her. She's the the blonde girl from a uh, Girl Meets World. Okay. I think it's all she's known for, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. he closed the interview. <laughs> he closed the interview yeah, with her know. by saying, "Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what's coming up next between this and the Marvel stuff." And her eyes just lit up. And apparently, she's getting rumored to be uh, Gwen Stacy. Mm. Okay. Gwen Stacy's on her way. Yeah, I'm sure. Is she like a singer or is she just like an actress in that show? I think she's an actress in, in that show. I think she's an actress, yeah. But I think she was on the show promoting her song. That's the reason why I saw like, it was like, okay. the, the caption of like the video I was so watching. There. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be in a Marvel movie at some point, TV show type thing, you know? Again, Hepersauce, I keep forgetting this is postcard brews. We do have a beer today. Matt, you got this for us. What are we drinking tonight? So we're going back to uh, Cape May for tonight's beer. We have the Whitecaps Double IPA, and it's described as juicy, smooth, and absurdly drinkable. So um, this looks good. We like the IPAs. We've had our fair share of double IPAs on this show. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not so good. I Particularly whenever we do a Cape May beer, though, I always enjoy it. Yeah, it's usually top notch. Like I think Cape May, that's a good, uh, usually good. It's called Whitecaps too, so I don't know if maybe we should have saved this for uh, our Many Saints of Newark episode if we did one. But um, yeah, I think this I feel like the good. I feel like the uh, the uh, is it a comet or is it a meteor? And don't look up. I was. I think it's a comet. Were they a comet? I feel like the comet could kind of cause probably a lot more severe waves than this logo would. Uh, would would happen well you know yeah it kind of looks it's got the what is this thing the yellow thing on there is it like um it's like a buoy okay it's a building yeah yeah so you got like it's a blue and white can which very slick in that regard it's got Mm a a buoy out in the middle of the ocean just swaying away it almost gives you that feeling of like loneliness like as if a a comet were to come down and hit earth and you'd be stuck by yourself so it's kind of fitting for don't look up yeah I guess I was I was trying to find one that would fit the the theme and I couldn't find it at Giant so I figured we'd do another Cape May. <laughs> right. You're good. Yeah. Like the so, things uh, it's mentioning in here. Notes of papaya, mango, stone fruits and citrus. Yeah. Like the Atlantic during a nor'easter, whitecaps is slightly dangerous, utterly crushable and thoroughly New Jersey. And it goes well with chicken fires and hot dogs so i guess barbecue what this will be good though i think right hmm? yeah let's let's give it a crack post-credit yeah. beer crack virtually 2022 i did shake your guys up by the way oh, thank you cheers wake uh, up while it's cold ladies you know what i did because you dropped it off i threw it in the freezer for like two hours and then i moved it to the fridge okay did that was, was that good yeah, nothing exploded. Yeah, that's good. Oh, well, that's really good. good. I will say that doesn't 
it's not as strong as some of those double IPAs we've had in the past, I feel. It doesn't taste like a double IPA. No. Yeah, especially weighing at 7.5% alcohol. Definitely doesn't taste like it's yeah. a double IPA. Expect it to be a little heavier. Now, how how do you relate this can to Tick Tick Boom? I figure we're not just talking don't look up. We're talking that too. Like Tick Tick Brew. Crack one open. Enjoy with your friends. Tick Tick Brew. <laughs> That's the hashtag. Sondheim would maybe enjoy one of these. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. If you have a couple of these, you might be doing the therapy song by yourself. <laughs> no, this is a good beer, though. I, I taste the mango a lot. Stone fruits, spot on. We love our stone fruit here. Could you, Now, what would you describe as a beer that's not thoroughly New Jersey? Hmm. The uh, what do we want to call that? The winter warmer. <laughs> you go right to the winter warmer. <laughs> Says thoroughly that? Lancaster. Oh, what the hell was that other? Uh, Croydon is burning. Oof. Yeah, I didn't mind that. You it like grew that on day? me. It grew on yeah. me. <laughs> you described it on the podcast as a begging strip. <laughs> <laughs> Dave likes begging strips. <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Ew, no, David. That was like I don't, that was like kind of the grossest thing with that one was like it was almost like when you are at like a barbecue and it's like you can just like taste the smoke like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like in your mouth and on your teeth and like that's what it was like drinking that one. like charcoal. For me, it yeah. was just like every time you took a sip, it was like when you go to like a a bonfire or something, and then you leave and like your jacket just smells like smoke for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of what it, yeah. it was. But with this Whitecaps, I mean, they served it to us in a in a one pint can. I don't know if I could drink like sixties on the beach. I don't know if I would classify this as, as a beach beer. But like, yeah. this is I I think I throw this into the category of a mix and six. I probably throw one, maybe two, into a mix and six. Definitely, yeah. It, I could I can have this in like what were you saying, John? Does Cape May do like winter beers? Like, would this kind of be categorized as one of their winter beers? Or I guess they probably are all kind of summery. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, I could drink this in the winter. I don't know if it's necessarily categorized as that. But, yeah, I mean, maybe I could have, like, one of these on the beach, but I think I wouldn't be able to, like, keep going with these, you know? This yeah. tastes like a like a Tier 2 or a Tier 3 on a on a flight. Okay. I like that. Yeah, no, this is a perfect – like, if you could have this on, like, a flight for sure, yeah. Now, we still have to make our way up to Cape May Brewing Company. Maybe we could do it over the summer. Every time I've tried to go, I couldn't get in. It was like the line. It was just like a two-hour wait. I've been there. It, it, it is good, I, but it is a wait. It is. Do you have to make reservations? I was waiting in line. Um, oh. Maybe we get there right when it opens. Maybe we get there right when it opens. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just like a COVID thing or, or what, but mm. they've got the huge, like, big, like, vats and all that, and then you kind of wait in that area and then yeah. in a line, and then you go out and sit on their outdoor, like, patio. Cup, the couple times I've tried going there, what usually winds up happening is we wait in line for a little bit of Cape May and then it's too long. And then we go to Seven Mile Brewing, which is like pretty close to there. It's a good brewery. Um, and obviously it's not as crowded, but. I've like liked, I don't, I can't think of anything from Cape May that I haven't liked. Yeah. Cr- crushing I mean, it pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed What's that them one all. Coastal, yeah, coastal evacuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. I think they have one like the bog. That one's mm-hmm. good. 
Yeah. All right. So on our grading scale for our beers on this podcast, we rate them on a scale of one to five with five being like really good and excellent beer, like perfect. And then a one will taste like a uh, dishwater. So um, what are you guys rating the um, white caps double IPA from Cape May Brewing Company? I, I'm giving it a four to be honest with you. I think it's good. I, Sometimes this stuff is a little like too heavy for me and just not as good of a taste. Um, this is pretty good though. And like, if, if you, if it was a blind taste test, like I wouldn't think this was a double IPA. Not at all. And that's why I'm I giving a 4.5. I would go with a four. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like I think it's really, I, I like the mango tasting beers. Mm-hmm. It's a good addition to a lot of these beers for sure. And just as a normal PSA with, all the beers we do on this podcast. Don't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's stupid. Be safe. You don't want to get caught in the white caps. So is that, is that making a reference? I don't know if that makes a reference to the water or not. Or the ocean. Uh, what are white caps? Is it supposed to be water? I guess. Uh, yeah. I feel like it has makes a reference to the ocean. I mean, it's got the ocean on the can. I think it's a boating reference. White capping or top breaking is steepness-induced wave breaking, which occurs in deeper water when the wave height becomes too large compared to the wavelength. So the more deeper you get into the WIPA, the more you're likely to tip over. So don't drink too many of them. Don't drink and drive, especially with these. There you go. There's the connection. It's a good pivot, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't look up. Obviously, big, big Netflix movie, big cast. Um Big message, obviously. I think, and I don't know if your guys' tune has changed on this movie. I think you guys seem to enjoy it a little more than me. But um, I wanted to kind of hear just like what are some of your initial thoughts on on the movie and how you feel like it stands up. It surprised me. And I think because it was a Netflix original movie and for the most part didn't get that much promotion considering how big the cast was. I, I thought it delivered very, very well. And obviously you, you touched base on it with the, the message. I, I think it kind of plays very well into what's going on with current events and modern day life right now. Yeah. Especially how divided we are as a country, as a nation, and just how much big tech and government are influencing the way that things are going, especially with the media and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I, I thought that was one of the things that worked in the movie that I liked was that whole idea of like, yeah, like all these like big tech companies influencing, you know, politicians um, decisions and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it was just, you know, obviously this is a, you know, obviously it's a, a comet that's coming down to destroy the earth and, you know, most of the themes and you have Leo in the lead role. Um, you know, it's obviously this kind of, you know, message about like climate change, even if it's not overtly about that. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, good cast. I mean, I thought all the cast was good. Um, I thought, you know, it wasn't as funny as I feel like I would have wanted it to be. Um, That's my big Christmas. Were... That's a big Christmas of me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of it too is just like, like some of the stuff that happens in this movie, like I feel like you probably could see as like a headline somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so it makes it less funny. I don't know if you guys found that to be something from it too, but yeah. Yeah. I found it 
very hard to find the humor in a lot of like what they were trying to do. It seemed like it was more of like a serious tone movie, mm-hmm. or at least, at least the humor was just very very dry. Yeah, and I, I just didn't catch on to it. There's some yeah. things that were funny, but yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And it's it's true. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this where you're just like, this looks like something that you could read about tomorrow. You know, it's but, like you're laughing at it, but also it's like really could happen and. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. pretty what, satirical. What do you, what do you think of it, John? I think it's kind of one of those movies where it's I, I was entertained by it. I don't know if that was really the point of it, but I mean it held mm-hmm. my attention. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit long. I don't think it had to be as long as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just I mean, I, it's kind of a movie that I feel like you walk away from and you think a lot about it. Like I was thinking a lot about it the next day. Oh yeah, same here. Like different di- different aspects of it, which yeah, like I I like that. Whether or not the movie was great or not, I think it's good if it can kind of make you think. And mm-hmm. I think this movie really tried to do a lot, and it was better in, in some things than others. And I think a lot of that goes back to the tone. I think it walks like kind of an odd line of what it you know wants to be. But I think getting you to really think about it is one of the main points about it yeah. i don't think it's like the only point of it but and i feel like once they got to the more serious tone toward the end that worked for me but everything leading up to that was like the comedy that i just didn't think was that funny i don't know yeah i did like the end i liked how it ended mm-hmm. yeah not the credits scenes but uh, they weren't <laughs> yeah the credits but... <laughs> yeah you know that the ending was one of the parts where i actually did laugh like they actually just he actually just did that it just happened yeah yeah, yeah, and, and I the tone for this movie, especially from someone like Adam McKay, which is also very surprising too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a weird like I felt like it was a mix, and I don't know if you guys felt like this. Where like I feel like he was trying to do that like serious sort of smart comedy that he did with like Big Short and Vice, and also blend some of like his Anchorman and other guys in there. And I just I felt like this it it didn't mesh together the way like I would. It's like. He was trying to do too much. I feel like this was him trying to do a narrative approach to the way that he did Vice and the Big mm. Shore. I mean, both of those movies have like cutaways and yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. They're not like your straightforward movie. Like Vice is a lot about Dick Cheney, but I, w- I think it's hard to just call that a straight biopic. I mean, there's like the all the there's some like cutscenes and oh yeah, it's interesting the way he approaches it. I think this he's trying to be more streamlined with the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I appreciate him seeking to do that, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes his, you know, his sensibilities didn't totally line yeah. up or land maybe how he intended. Yeah. And I like Adam McKay a lot too. Like I didn't, you know, this isn't my favorite of his movies. I, I think especially those last two that I named, like, I think if we're going to go like an order for me, it's like big short, then vice, then this, um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely took like a different approach with this than he did with those other two. So it made me want to go back and watch them, especially the Big Short. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once I watch that, then I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'll watch Vice too. But Vice too. The Big Short's probably still my favorite, but I've only seen it once, so I'm looking forward yeah. to watching it again. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, just from watching it, there were some aspects of Leonardo DiCaprio's character that just did not like hit for me real well. Like he really didn't like as playing like the like the eccentric like crazed scientist. It just did not work. Mm-hmm. Like I know in the commercial they have like the scene of him hyperventilating in the bathroom. And, like I'm like that just looks stupid. Like yeah. I mean that's not even, is that supposed to be funny? 
yeah i i guess there i mean i didn't really laugh too much at that i just yeah just like a very anxious scientist but yeah i mean it played off as like he started becoming really cocky and then yeah it was weird i thought yeah i thought um meryl streep was very good in it yeah i mean she's she's always good I, i thought jonah hill was pretty good too yeah yeah that was that was another aspect of the movie where it's like, I feel like we've just seen them play that trope a, a thousand times. And it's like, like it, it's very clear who they're trying to riff off with like the Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill, you know, that's her son. She's this very boisterous president. Yeah. Um, I feel like we, we see that a lot, a lot. And it's just like, it's, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, but they're always Bi- good. Like, yeah. You're what were you saying? About Byron? You're talking Byron. about Byron. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know who i thought worked really well in this though was um i thought Kate blanchett and tyler perry were really funny in this they were pretty good i thought they, they were very they, believable i feel like as those morning talk show you know, exactly talk show she i thought that it was the actual like anchor from fox news for for a minute <laughs> yeah yeah does it the yeah. lauren ingram i think her name is possibly yeah I, it was convincing and Jen- Jennifer Lawrence was the standout for me, and I don't know if it's maybe just been a while since I've seen her in something, but I, I liked her in this. I thought she was good. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time I've seen her in a movie. I'd, like I didn't see the last X Men, but like this is the first time I've seen her in something in a long time. Like I, I can't remember the last movie I saw her. <laughs> to be honest with you, I saw some criticisms that they felt Leonardo DiCaprio was a little bit like it should have been like an older actor or i was hmm. thinking of this when i was driving home from work today uh, did you guys see sandler in his role no i feel like i could i i think if you get sandler for that role like you, you look at it like a um you look at it like a ridiculous six like all his other like previous netflix yeah, movies it, it would have been tough to that. i could but... see someone like a john malkovich doing it Malkovich would, yeah, like an older person like that for sure. Yeah, Malkovich would have worked. If he was something for, and like his 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 heyday, like Gene Wilder would have been perfect for this role. Gene Wilder, (laughs) he he would. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I could see if this was like a movie set in the seventies. And I mean, you know, if we're gonna stick with that seventies vibe, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people, you know, comparing Leo's big speech to like the network you know freak yeah. out i know like oh yeah you've seen that movie john um, i've seen that yeah it was, well, it was i never seen that, it yeah. I, I i'm the only you one you should watch it yeah i watched it for a class in college it's probably yeah. on hbo max i'm or, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll have to check it out it might be on youtube to be honest but I, you know is. i, I kind of liked like i i didn't think his character worked 100 percent, but i can see why leo like wanted to do this movie just because it's so like linked to like the climate change stuff that he wants to do um but i also just think this is just a different like leonardo dicaprio that we haven't seen before like if you look at all like the other movies he's done like he's just playing like a normal kind of weird like plain older guy in this you know so um i've seen a lot of people compare him to jack nicholson i don't know if you guys have like seen stuff like that she's a tip that i sent today you might was it was it related to that no it was just like a picture of him uh, you got Bam um, uh, courtside because he spilled over his homemade Tupperware of like chili or something like that. 
Leo or Jack? Uh, Jack. Oh, Jack. He's still going to Lakers games? <laughs> I think so. Wow. I, don't know if, I don't know if it was like a meme or not, but I just okay. like saw that. I, said, I texted I, everybody. I'm sure he's allowed to bring his own chili to Lakers games. But I, I've seen a lot of people comparing the way Leo's aging to like Jack. So, um, oh, sure. I, I can think, see it. I think Leo was good in this. I think a lot of the time when you think of his like best roles, like, I don't know who else you put in Wolf of Wall Street. Like, I don't know who else you put in, yeah. you know, The Aviator or The Departed. The Whereas squid. I don't think this had, like, <laughs> play good Howard Hughes. <laughs> Whereas I, I don't know if this role had that much of, like, a stamp. And I don't know that that's necessarily yeah. his fault. Maybe it was just, I mean, it was kind of a basic arc for him. I mean, you've seen that kind of arc for characters in movies before. Yeah. So. He's not eating, like, an elk liver in this, you know? Right. Yeah. sleeping in a deer but yeah. i can see especially with the climb the whole climate and the environment environmental message why he would have wanted to be in it mm-hmm. I, when i heard you guys talking about the post credit scenes i was fully expecting that that's what one of them would have been just him like talking <laughs> about it oh yeah but no it's, it's pretty 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 far off far from it <laughs> i'm also seeing like they're saying meryl streep like improvised her post credit scene like i don't know how you improvise that like, yeah, she possibly that did. Was that actually her? I'm sure they they must have got a body double. I can't imagine she would have done. That. <laughs> Rylands probably did it though. <laughs> there's Rylance no doubt. It's kind of scary. In there's no no doubt. We'll talk about Rylands in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, we we secretary, have secretary of giggles. Is that what we made? <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. So, what do we make of uh, Isherwell in this movie, Mark Rylance? Unexpected. I mean, I think you you saw him in the commercials and the trailers, but if you've seen, I mean, Mark Rylance in you know Bridges Spies, and then you watch him in this, it's just kind of. <laughs> I forgot he was in Trial of the Chicago Seven too. He was good in that. He was good in that. But... Yeah. I thought he was good in this too. I mean, I think he played the role well. Yeah, I mean, it was a little, little scary. I think I, I thought his teeth and just his mannerisms were pretty weird. I don't know if they were trying to do like an Elon Musk type thing with him. He held like such a strong temperament for doing that accent the entire movie too. Yeah, I got yeah, Steve Jobs vibes. And like the the convincing like stutter he was doing too, it was just like it was really weird, in a good way. But yeah. Now, do you think there's any kind of method acting involved with that? I, I think he's the type of actor that probably does go method for his roles. I don't know if he did that for this too much, but I, I'm sure some actors would. Be a menace off the set as this character. Yeah. <laughs> on him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do we think there was some method acting going on with some of these guys in this? If there was, it would be him, I feel. I could see Leo yeah. doing some kind of small method. Like I could maybe, see that too. Like definitely like studying like the signs and get under- understand like the the magnitude of what was going to happen. What was going on? Yeah, I think I think I remember reading originally. I think the movie was supposed to focus a lot more just on, I think like climate change in general. And then I think once like COVID hit, they like rearranged the script to like add just more of the the news coverage of it and just like, you know, social media things. There was a lot of like social media pieces to this and how that affects right. these things. 
I think what one thing that stood out to me in this movie was a lot of it was how the media and the government to that point too were just very non-responsive to their warning signs that this comet was actually going to come and crash mm-hmm. into Earth. Because yeah. like if this was like an agenda that that they were pushing themselves, like if for example, like if it was CNN was like pushing climate change or the government was pushing climate change. It'd be mm-hmm. all you'd see on social media. Mm-hmm. I think I think all the media is filtered to an yeah. extent to mm-hmm. push with like big tech and and governments and farm mm-hmm. tech and all that kind of stuff. They what they want the uh, the world to see. Yeah, so like, it's like the it's fact right that, in front of your eyes, but yeah. like they're ignoring it, right? Yeah. So yeah. the fact that like, like these scientists like are seeing and they're like, hey, we're not like bullshitting. Like this is actually going to come and crash. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of scary. Because we mentioned before that this could happen, mm-hmm. and this could totally be the same exact response, and yeah. that worries that worries me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were. I mean, this movie makes you think, and yeah, from what you're saying, Dave, like how people would react if they heard about that. For me, I was just thinking of like, yeah, I mean, what everything's going to look like in like fifty, seventy-five years, you know. Makes you it makes you stop and think for sure. Yeah. You know who I think did a method for this though? Uh, Michael Chiklis. What? <laughs> yeah, he was in this. <laughs> who was he? He was supposed to who's who's that one guy? Um Joe Rogan? No, 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 no. He's on Joe Rogan sometimes. I forget his name, but he's big conspiracy theorist alex jones i think that's his name yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the, he's the guy he in the um the, that ted talk with a fidget spinner light the lights up <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah he was in this ron perlman too that was like a quick sort of cameo type thing yeah. i thought ron perlman was gonna die when that rocket went up yeah that's what i thought too yeah <laughs> well i think that was the whole point was it was supposed to be like a suicide mission for him he would just implode into the comet and then that would be it but yeah he got like very like anti-semitic and discriminatory yeah race is like on up. the on the teleprompter going up there yeah like but also like did, did we need ron perlman and like for like a, a, a role like that do we need ron perlman um like michael chiklis for like two seconds you know it just seems like very expensive paychecks for like very minimal screen time or like significance in the movie yeah, Ma- Matthew Perry was supposed to be in this movie. I don't know who he was supposed to play, but I, I, I saw I saw him in like the in the credits, whatever. Yeah, oh, was I think he in the okay. I think I think he's in it. For, I think he's definitely in this. Maybe I, I maybe just remember they, when they, maybe they caught it. I don't know. Maybe I mean I just know when they rolled out like the the whole cast for this. I mean it was big list, and I remember he was on there. But see, Matthew Perry would be someone that could that could play that Leonardo DiCaprio role in this. Something smaller, yeah. What about like David Harbor? Could you see him in the, doing something uh, like this? I could see him being the astronaut that Ron Perlman was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, keep it in house. Just get a bunch of these Netflix <laughs> stars, you know. Yeah. Oh. It looks like his cat. His thing was cut. It was cut. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was that or if he was just like because I know like a lot of people were speculating if he was like sick during like that Friends reunion. So, but. It looks like he was going to be based on what I saw when I just looked up. 
It looked like he was going to be in one of like the rally scenes, like the political. They said uh, okay. he was seen on the set with like Jonah Hill, but I guess it got cut. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, so, to... Does he still get paid for that though? Even though they cut it, probably. Probably, I would imagine. Yeah, he might not get paid as much, but I feel like he probably still gets gets paid something. There's maybe still like a frame or something. I mean, who knows? Maybe there was like a frame or something in the movie in it, but maybe he's. You know, I mean, he also is not the <laughs> the star that he was 20 years ago. I guess. <laughs> any any final thoughts on? Do we? Want to say anything else about this movie, or it was entertaining, and you know, from what we, we I mean, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it, it definitely was eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It makes you think. I mean, overall, I, I did enjoy it. It it was entertaining. I will say that. I will say I, I meant to bring this up earlier. One thing that actually really didn't work in the movie for me, I, I didn't think Timothy Chalamet was good in this. I, he's a For good like actor, but I didn't. He was in. Yeah, the five minutes he was in, um, and I, I like the concept of him, where it's like you know, this is how like the the young kids and sort of like youth perceive like all these big events going on, and kind of like I was saying, how social media impacts that. But I just I didn't. I thought he was just kind of thrown in there, and it was like here's this really important character, and suddenly he's just going with them you know, on that road trip and he's going with them to meet, you know, his family and all that stuff. So it was, it was really quick, but I, I got why he was there, but I didn't necessarily think they fleshed it out as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't mind him. They certainly could have done more. I mean, I, I don't think it needed to be him. Mm. I mean, I guess yeah. you could make that argument for quite a few characters in this movie, but yeah. Chickless included. <laughs> it was confusing to remember it like, Jennifer Lawrence goes back to her parents' house and they're like, you can come back up, but no politics. And then she spends her last day on Earth with like <laughs> with DiCaprio and his family. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? But I I thought it worked. Like I said, like I, that last scene I really liked when they're all just sitting around the table and it just, and the world's pretty much well, ended. <laughs> like, I, I liked it especially too because I felt like it was paid off because you get that whole scene with Rylance where he's like, oh, he's like, you're going to die alone. Yeah, but clearly he didn't. So I, clearly I like that payoff for that. But Meryl Streep still died from a uh, bronchiosaur. What was that thing supposed to be? Yeah, I forget what I forget what it was called. Yeah, yeah. But final thoughts, John? No, it was a good movie. I would say, I mean, not amazing, but I would definitely say to check it out just to develop your own opinions on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's going to go down as this great amazing movie but i think it's certainly at least you know a watch yeah it's a trend watch absolutely it, it'll yeah, be trend. Yeah. it'll be trendy like and just like our next one it'll be trendy for a little bit then it'll be forgotten about yeah so this is definitely not watch... a movie to like go back and uh, you know you're not going to go and watch this movie again in like a year two three years Nah, give it a little bit yeah yeah do you do you want to introduce our next movie then dave Yes, yeah, so the next one that we're going to be talking about is uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Andrew Garfield, and it's about the guy that created the sh- um, the play Tick, Tick, Boom and mm-hmm. the play Rent, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it's almost like this is sort of his like introduction into writing Rent, I guess. I think this is like a one-man show type thing that he did, and then, yeah. And like that's how he's telling the story, which is I thought was a pretty cool aspect of it. Yeah, 
Because I guess if you see the show, if you saw the show, I guess it's just sort of him and a few other people on stage. Whereas this kind of like shows you what he's singing about, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like illustrates the yeah the mm-hmm. songs it seems a bit. And, yeah. 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 I'm not familiar with the show at all. So like the movie's really my own, uh, my, uh, my only experience to it. Are you saying the show Tick, Tick, Boom or Rent or? Yeah, this movie was like my own i didn't even know what tick tick boom really was yeah i don't don't think many people did like i think this really kind of introduced them to it yeah Yeah. it was um directed by lin-manuel miranda yeah i was just gonna say that movie right this is the first one he's directed yeah so andrew garfield plays jonathan larson who was the original creator of tick tick boom the play and i think it gives it seemed like it was more of like a the biopic than anything the way it was presented yeah you're kind of seeing you know he's sort of down on his luck kind of struggling working at a diner trying to get this play off the ground and yeah it's sort of just seeing his his day-to-day struggle with it yeah how it's affecting his like love life his family life his friendships exactly you know all that you know, I know we were kind of trying to recast Leo and don't look up, and I think it's a little easier to do that. I I thought Andrew Garfield was really really good in this. Oh yeah, and I um, think part of it is we're also on the high from Andrew Garfield from watching No Way Home. That's true, and he was really really good in that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like he's yeah. just a really really good actor. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll, I'll always, if if he asks me, I think I'll always say his best role was always the Social Network. I just think he's he's that's always going to be his best in my opinion. But he, this might be a second. Like he was he was really good in this. He's very talented. I didn't know he could sing the way he could. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's goes to my singer. point now. The music in this movie stood out to me. It was all really really good. Yeah, catchy songs. Therapy that came up on my Spotify the other day. I see it on TikTok all the time. But, yeah. um, 30, 90, I mean, that hits home. I'm 29, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, he. I don't know if he plays that convincing of a 29-year-old, 30-year-old, but it's, you know, I'll give him a pass for that. Yeah. He's going to, I think he's going to he be was, 40 next I mean, year. Which I mean, he, he was, look, he doesn't look at Yeah, he was yeah, in like his yeah. like 30s doing Peter Parker in high school. So, yeah, I think he was at least 30 for that second Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was good. You're you're right, Dave. I mean, the music was really good in this. Um, like Lin Manuel Miranda's first movie he's directed. I really, I didn't watch this thinking of him that much, um, and I don't think that's necessarily like a, you know, a critique on him. I would just wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, I was enjoying the movie, so I wasn't. Yeah, like we were enjoying it, so you weren't as drawn to. Yeah, yeah. Nuance, and he has a quick cameo in it, but it's nothing distracting. That's right. Yeah, I thought the supporting cast was good too. You no, know, Vanessa Hudgens was was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexandra Ship was very good as the the love interest. Yeah, yeah, I like her. She's good. And even Robert De Jesus, who played them, his gay best friend. I mean, that he he was pretty good in it. His best friend, yeah, yeah. He's I think he's like a Broadway actor. I was I was looking him up on IMDb. Yeah, but he was good. They they were good. I, um small i guess you can call them cameos i don't know like uh bradley whitford and richard kind um oh, i was so roles. confused I was, I was thinking it was Molina, alfred Molina. well you thought in uh I, I forgot that it was richard kind 
I knew when I watched the movie it was Richard Kind, but I almost dropped and don't look up that Doc yeah. Doc was in this. But no, it was Richard Kind. You're right. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean that that voice is so distinct. <laughs> you see, you know, no, I knew, I, when I when I watched the movie, I knew it was Richard Kind. Yeah, well, the biggest cameo is probably Black Thought. He was the biggest cameo. Guy, so guy from, the guy from the Roots. Oh, he was he was the one guy that was rapping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting him to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 The two women from Hamilton. Two of the women from Hamilton were in this, right? Yeah. There, there was that big like diner cameo type thing, um, big song that they had. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of people I think from from different shows in that scene, but um, it's getting you're like, right. I mean, it's getting like rave reviews in um. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes given eighty eight percent right now. Right, I also categorize this kind of with um, "Don't Look Up." It's like right now it's trending, mm. and I think now that everyone's going to be hanging inside more, it definitely yeah. get a bigger audience. Um, They'll catch this one. Yeah, you know, I, I think the three of us collectively have histories, whether it be high school or college, with um, the theater arts. So I think we have more of a appreciation for for this one. But mm. I mean, I, I I really did enjoy this movie. Could you see our high school having done this, Dave? I was thinking that, and you know, no, I don't think so. Remember all, remember all the shit they got for they almost did the wedding singer. I don't remember. I, I believe it. I don't remember that. <laughs> what was it? The first page of like the first page of um the script had the word hermaphrodite in it or something like that. <laughs> I think they just they just canceled it right away. We can't do that. Like Catholic I mean, high school is, problems. <laughs> this is pretty tame. I mean, I th- I think. A regular school would be able to do this. I don't know if our our school would have allowed it. But yeah, um, check out our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, check out um the blog that John does, postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. He just did a recap for Hawkeye, which you can mm-hmm. see on Disney Plus right now. It's a very good article. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, now, I'll have to talk about what that one too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just uh, thanks for tuning in and you know we're doing this by zoom for a little bit now so if the audio doesn't sound as crisp as it used to be um, we apologize and it's just we're just trying to be safe and there's not much more to say about that yep. but that being said this has been post credit bruise i'm dave i'm matt and i'm john and thanks for listening bye bye see you later Hey, hey, hey.